and gentlemen, may I direct your attention to something quite extraordinary? Chris, the Herons are back. And we got messy. What's going on? What, 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 what? Where is the information? I guess we're getting ready for a sister kissing fiesta. I felt like we were playing a 2 eight. It was just a 2 eight. Let me tell you, Danny is about to get destroyed in the chat. So you know, Are we kissing every sisters, Chris? And maybe stepsisters, but not regular sisters. I've done a little bit of research on him. When it comes to FIFA, this guy's 68. We're going to have the greatest player of all time on the team. If there's a time to believe, it's now. It looks like a heron shat all over it. You guys are literally getting excited for a rank 65 player on FIFA 23. We got some pretty good FIFA cards on our squad now. Right? Yeah, I understand, Kevin. This is how this is how we scout our players here on the show. <laughs> Just look at FIFA cards. No question about it. I am ready to get hurt again. Chris, the Herons are back. Welcome, everybody, to episode number 138 of the Battered Herons podcast. I am your host, Daniel Granada, and alongside me, as always, is Mr. KBD. How are you doing, sir? I mean, it's over, right? We're, we're flying back home. Did you bring the pan out? Oh, oh, I thought you meant we're yeah. cooked. Oh, no, no. I mean, we're not that cooked anymore. Like, I think I people are going to forget about it. But, I mean, it's over. The tour is over. Technically, right? We're flying back home, so I mean, the world tour you know, is over. I mean, the preseason yes, isn't over, but that, that world tour yes. is—it's—it's it's over. It's done. And yes. um, I mean, I, I wasn't really sure how to go about this. Do you, do you want to cover today's game first, or do you want to just talk about the tour overall? I thought we might talk about the game a little first. Yeah, I think that's the the, the right way to go. We might as well encapsulate everything talking about the game and then from there we can go over how the season just overall went yeah okay yeah. i um i really wanted to record today at 7 a.m but unfortunately i work and my job usually starts at 7 a.m so i had some people reach out to us asking if we were going live as much as we would like to have gone live right after the game uh i couldn't i think chris would have been able to but this time it was me and my pesky job but this should be the last time we don't go live after a game after this we should be good to go so uh and chris is still sitting in heaven with his white background yes i'm not He's sitting i'm floating that. guys i'm floating <laughs> i'm floating so um all right so a lot to get to today a lot of criticisms and people feeling high and mighty because they felt like they were correct about this being a disaster of a tour and we told you so and all that other garbage and we're going to address all that but before we do oh and shout out to joe kerr first time from Tokyo, Japan. Ooh, yes. I, I wonder if you were at the game, Joe. I, I, I glad that you're joining us. It must be like three in the morning over there, four in the morning. So appreciate you hanging out with us, Joe. Long uh, time, first time. Yeah. So we went down and we played uh, that game against Vessel Kobe. It was they were the champions of the league of the J League last year. We played them. Their season hasn't started yet, so they're more or less in preseason form also. And a lot of people were predicting us to get our butts kicked because apparently that was a top team. Now, we drew with them. And I guess I'll start at the end first. We drew with them. And I'm watching this game side-eye because I'm driving as I'm finishing the end of the game because, like I told you, I work at 7 a.m. The final whistle blew. Boom, I turned off my phone. I want to focus in on driving. I get to work, and then I check Twitter like an hour later. And I'm watching videos of a penalty kickout, and I have no idea where this came from. So I was oblivious to the fact that if this ended in a draw, 
that there was going to be a penalty shootout. And uh, did you have any idea about this? Because I was completely blindsided. I turned my phone off way too quickly. And obviously, we didn't have any commentators to give us the heads up. So luckily, when I was watching, once the game ended, you know, everybody started getting to the middle of the field. I thought the game was going to be over. Now, the only reason I stuck around is because I love the fact that there was no commentary and you can hear the banter between the players. That's one of the biggest things that I loved about pandemic. It was like back in the pandemic. Yes, it was like pandemic games. Mm -hmm. So I love that because you could hear how vocal some of these players are. So I was like, man, maybe I might catch some cheese, you know? And all of a sudden you start seeing Gregory in the middle of the field doing a, a coin flip. I'm like, what are these guys flipping a coin for? Who gets Messi's jersey or what? And uh, <laughs> and and at the end of the day, they ended up doing penalty kicks. And I'm there with my kids and I tell my son, hey, look, they're going to do penalty kicks. And, um, you know, I mean, I guess that they wanted to get the, the most bang for their buck. I get it. You know, it really means nothing, but they're they're in I think if I'm if I understand correctly, they're also in preseason too. So I don't know if they're mm -hmm. trying to warm things up in a different way. So I'm all for the, it. The 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 chat is is going quick. So I would like to get to a couple things that I, I saw here already. But before I do, um I thought that it was weird. One that the PKs happened. Two, the fact that Messi didn't take one because I honestly think that they felt like, and I don't know if this was pre-planned, right? But they're like, well, if Messi doesn't score during regulation, let's let him at least get one to the back of the net so the crowd can say that they saw Messi get some type of goal. He didn't yeah. even take a kick. He chose, yeah. he opted out of taking a penalty kick. Like, th this, this, <laughs> this was a disaster. <laughs> I, I I honestly I honestly Robert thought, Taylor missed twice. Well, with Robert Taylor, you know, if we want to go back to that, right? He he missed. He got his first kick blocked, but the goalie jumped off the line too early. I think the second one, he's just like, I'm not gonna do the hesitation anymore. I'm just gonna blast this thing. And if you notice, right after that, uh, Jordi Alba and Messi looked at each other and laughed because, like. I guess Jordi Alba expected him to just blast it. Yeah. You know, I feel like I feel like Jordi Alba doesn't like Taylor maybe. No. And I, I don't feel think, like I took that the completely di opposite direction. And I, I feel like Messi loves Taylor. Well, the thing is when they, I saw a lot of videos of the whole Messi laughing after Robert Taylor missed that that uh, yeah. that penalty kick. And honestly, I took that as a good sign. And maybe maybe a lot of people did it. But I felt like if, like, for example, I talk shit about Chris all the time to his face because I get along with Chris. So when we're doing something, if he does something that messes up, we're so cool that I can clown on him. If me and him weren't cool, I wouldn't feel as comfortable clowning on him because that, that friendship isn't there. So when I saw Messi laughing with the other guys yelling and stuff, when Robert Taylor missed that and it looked like they were going to clown him when he came back, I took that as a great thing. I was like, these guys must really get along. And maybe I'm wrong. Maybe they were literally laughing because he missed two and they thought that he's a scrub. I don't think that that's the case, though. I really think that that's the chemistry that they've built, that they like each other, that they feel like they can clown on each other if they miss a penalty kick. Obviously, it's preseason. It doesn't matter. So they're just laughing about him missing two kicks in a row. I took that as a good sign. And, um, you know, I, I actually was happy when I saw that video, even though I saw some people saying that, oh, Messi, how, what a leader. And I thought that it was awesome. I thought that it was really cool and it showed that they're cool. 
Well, I, I look, I think that they were just having fun because they knew that this game was it's a preseason game. So it's it's a throwaway. It's, you know, oh, oh, I mean, at this point, just, you know, toss it. We're doing penalty kicks in a pregame. Might as well. Whatever. And, um, you know, to them, it wasn't anything big. Uh, there was a, a big takeaway that I saw from this game that I kind of wanted to mention, but I wanted to wait until we get to like halftime talk before I okay. go ahead and mention it. All right, so what if did, you want, let's, uh -huh, go ahead. No, I was just going to ask you, what did you think about the the, the game itself? Did you, uh, in the first half, was there any takeaways that you saw? Because there was maybe a couple that I took away from. I mean, here we have right here on the screen that Danny just brought up the starting lineup. Uh, I'll go through it. We got Robert Taylor playing left wing. We got Gressel playing right wing. Weird. Um, we got Suarez playing the... Yeah, we got Suarez playing up top, and then David Ruiz on the left side behind Taylor. Busquets in the middle, uh, center defensive, and then you got Gregory on the right behind Gressel. And then playing the back, we have Alba and Yedlin playing, the, I guess, right wing, right back and left back in its most technical form, not winging it. And then you got a big change with Noah Allen playing left center back and Tomas Aviles playing right center back and Calendar starting in goal. <clears throat> So uh, I guess I'll take you. I'll tell you my takeaways before you tell me yours. One, yeah. glad to see four in the back. When I see Noah Allen playing left center back, that tells me Tata is now um, he's set. Banking on that. No, yeah. Noah Allen is going to see time at center back. Like it, it may not be every game, but expect to see uh, Noah Allen playing center back at some point in the game. Whether it be somebody gets injured, somebody needs to get subbed off. I think Noah Allen is now going to be getting minutes as center back. And one of the few good things about this preseason is that I feel from game one to game number six, Noah Allen has improved a lot at center back. Okay, maybe a lot, maybe a, a, bit, a bit drastic, but he has improved. Yeah. I see him now, and I'm like, you know what? As a backup depth piece at center back, I'm not hating it. Yeah. Do I want him to be the every game starter? Absolutely not. He doesn't have the size. But I, I, I think he's played a much better every game, and I think that that is a positive. Uh, yeah, one yes. other thing that I wanted to bring up before I throw it over to you, that Robert Taylor, last game, we thought he played great. Mm -hmm. Who was playing left back last game, Chris? It was, uh, it was Noah Allen, no? Correct, yes. Yeah. What did we say last year? Robert Taylor disappeared when? When Jordi Alba, when Jordi Alba played left back, when Jordi Alba showed up last year, Robert Taylor disappeared. Yep. Jordi Alba started today. Robert Taylor nowhere to be seen. This is a problem because yes. we want Robert Taylor to fill in the Farias role, but he just can't seem to work well with Jordi Alba on that left side. Nope. And that's going to be an issue because Robert Taylor disappeared last year when Jordi Alba showed up, and today. After having a break breakout game last game, today he was nowhere to be found. And again, it is with Jordi Alba playing left back. And Jordi Alba commands that left side when he's playing. And Robert Taylor just kind of doesn't know what to do because he doesn't break inside like a Farias would. Robert Taylor stays on that left side. And and Mr. Krabs is saying Tata must not like Allen. I think that this shows that he does like Allen. He's trying to find ways to get him on the pitch. And, I, and and this was the point that I wanted to bring up during half uh, our discussion during the halftime, but I might as well just bring it up now. 
I'm Go gonna bring it. up a video real quick. If you could just take that that picture down. I'm going to go yeah, ahead and present a video real quick uh, that I made of a recording during the halftime. So I don't know if you guys remember, but during the halftime, it was super quiet. First, uh, Vicel Kobe gets off, gets out of the tunnel, and then all of a sudden, Inter Miami gets out of the tunnel. And I'm just going to put this on mute real quick because the noise isn't really that necessary. I'll, I'll, I'll keep it low. So what I'm doing is I'm bringing up a video here of the players coming out of the tunnel. You see David Ruiz speaking to suarez so you see that there's sort of an open communication with them but this is where i thought that it was very interesting you start to see that jordi alba is discussing something very closely with noah allen and he's legitimately sort of like guiding him in his i guess uh walk uh yeah and his walkout not only that but just in his learning of the position of how to play that to me screamed volumes more than anything in this game and i'm just rewinding it and i'm playing it back because i think that this is a beautiful thing you're talking about a lot of people that had a lot of things to say about noah allen dude this kid noah allen's talented and you have a seasoned veteran like jordy alba that sees that like you guys have to acknowledge this Tata is keeping this kid in the back line jordy alba is like guiding him and showing him things like he knows that this kid's talented so like for those of you that are kind of hating on noah allen guys gotta pump the brakes a little bit i believe that there was a video going around of um i think it was suarez with david reese also like these young kids are being mentored by legends and that's not hyperbole these are literally legends of the game and these kids are going to be they're in a great position to succeed and they've already shown skill so with the proper mentoring these kids are going to be just fine i'm really happy with with the mentoring that's going on and and the leadership that these guys are showing and let me tell you guys something time is of the essence for these veterans these guys are not going to waste their time guiding and leading players that they think are shit okay correct they're going to give guidance and they're going to give this this mentorship to players that they're like this guy's on to something i can make him better with my impact so correct pay attention to that guys no and i think that's a great point and i oh. i'm with you i'm oh. with you uh could you imagine suarez and emerson together oh no oh. so you can take that off the screen all right um so the game started and i was surprised i felt like uh like is it Vessel or Vessel? Whatever. I'm going to say Vessel. Vessel Kobe was pressing high a little bit. And then they kind of resorted to a mid-block a couple of minutes into the game. And I felt like that took a lot of pressure off of Inter-Miami. The very few times that I saw that they were being pressed, you know how you said that you could hear the communication between the players? Yes. I kept hearing every time the ball got to Drake, tranquilo, tranquilo. Like, yes. calm down, motherfucker. Like, you got yeah. time. And I kept hearing that. I don't know if that was Tata or who was yelling no, that. No, that sounded like that sounded like it was uh, either Jordi Alba. Uh, I don't, I don't I think don't it was Busquets. But every time I felt like the ball went to, to Drake, I kept yelling. Somebody yelled, tranquilo. And I was like, they're telling him, like, dude, calm down. Like, they're not pressing us too high. Like, you have time. And then the, uh, there were a few times that they did get pressed where I felt like 
we still can't beat the press, by the way, because we were turning the ball over a couple of times. But there were also some times where Drake's like, you know what, F this, long ball. And we turned it over anyway, but at least it was on the other side of the pitch. There was actually a play where Drake Callender passed it to Aviles, and you hear Drake Callender say, DeAndre. He yelled, DeAndre, give it to DeAndre. And then Aviles tried some fancy stuff, turned the ball over right there in the box, and luckily the dude sailed it right over the goal. And I'm thinking to myself, Drake must be crushed. There was another play where, I mean, they kept We should have been down 3-0 at halftime. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, there was players saying, tranquilo, tranquilo. I heard Yedlin every time, like not every time, but pretty often, be like, push up, push up, push up, push up. Like to tell the defense to to advance, push up. Don't let them, don't let them come into our space. So mm-hmm. I loved, I loved it without the commentary to hear all that banter on the field. It was, it was great. It was great. Yeah, I'm, I'm accustomed to it because I usually listen to my games muted anyway, because yeah. I'm either watching it around with the kids or watching it in person, and the kids are usually even if it's not muted, I still can't hear what's going on because they're loud as hell. So uh, I'm used to not really listening to the commentary. So it was, it was cool uh listening to the players but absolutely like, i didn't miss the commentators well th- the biggest part of the first half was probably the injury to busquets yes right so i i would say that it was a pretty nasty tackle and we have it here for those of you on audio i'm showing the replay here on youtube and i mean i felt like it was almost instantaneous that as soon as this happened all the the call the dogs off. All the the world tour haters were saying, "Oh my God! See, thanks to this world tour, we lose another one." Obviously, it was the Japan turf that caused this. Uh, this wouldn't happen if this was played <laughs> in DC. This tackle like this impossible for it to happen. This only happened because we were playing overseas. Japan That's turf. it. That, that's it. Yeah, that's that's it. it. That's the only reason. It's only because, no, but specifically in Japan. This, this doesn't happen in the United States. It and doesn't MLS happen. they're incapable of doing something like this. Not in New England. No. Not in Atlanta. This godforsaken world tour no. takes another one. It took Benja I mean, also. Yeah, no, it took Benja. It took, it took Benja. Uh-huh. It, it almost took Messi. It took Farias also, even though it technically didn't the Farias happen in Dallas? No, but it took. It doesn't matter. It's part of the world tour, Danny. You're right. Even the though world it tour, wasn't that listen, one wasn't the United States, none. but it was still technically part of the world tour. You are correct, sir. It My took apology. him. The world tour took him. Not even taking, internationally taking, taking souls. I heard Messi's out for the year, also. Yeah, no, he's cooked. The world tour cooked our whole team. That's it. It's over. It's a wrap. That's it. God damn this world tour. I mean, Dropping we can't travel. We can't even travel anymore, Danny. No, we no. we can't go to Dallas. We no. can't play any away games. Send the U.S. Open Cup roster to away no. games. We only we play at Drive Pink Stadium now because bad things happen when we are outside of Miami. Listen, but, this um, injury this injury that I'm playing in slow-mo does not happen in Miami, Florida. Or not even in Broward, Florida. It might happen in Broward because they have to drive to Broward. <laughs> but in, in all seriousness, though, it looked like Busquets was ready to jump back on the pitch. And I remember I thought yeah. to myself, please no. Why the hell would you play again? You just got injured. Just, just relax. You're good. You're done. You're done. And in all seriousness, 
the reason that I thought that this um, tour wasn't a big deal is because I really thought that they would handle this differently. I, I know we're going to finish talking about the game before I get into the whole um, world tour as a whole. But, man, Busquets was out there 30 minutes. Messi played 30 today. Suarez was out there how long today? He was out there for more than a half. Like, I'm not sure why. Like, why are they playing so much in the preseason? Even if this was a domestic preseason and we played only five, six, seven games, whatever it is, I still wouldn't expect them to play as many minutes as they played in this shit. So that really surprised me. I don't know why it is that they played so much. I mean, that's got to be something that the coaching staff is discussing, right? I mean, it has, it has the to be contractual. Going... It has to be contractual. You think that and, they're and... contractually being obligated just because so of this? Play a certain amount of minutes. It, it, it doesn't make any sense as to why they would play this many minutes. Even Like I said, even if it was domestic uh, preseason and they were playing at FIU every game, I don't expect them to run out there for 60, 90 minutes. Maybe if it was like two or three games. But this many games, it just doesn't make sense to me why they would play as much as they did. To me, the World Tour was a mess, not because of the fact that they traveled so much, but because they played so much. But it doesn't make any sense if there's some sort of uh, contractual obligation because if you're not going to play against Hong Kong, but then you're going to play a lot of minutes against Vassell Kobe. But I like, think that, that I think that that was like I uh, mean, I could hear somebody fart in that stadium. You, you know what I mean? To make up for the Hong Kong thing. But well, like, who cares? That it's being publicized on like YouTube dot see uh, on youtube that uh jp like i mean it's not it's not like on nationally televised like syndicates or anything uh like who picked that up who picked up messi playing and by sell kobe other than like a lot of the bigger national outlets well supposedly that was on iniesta supposedly it was his promo company uh but i don't know specifics about that so i'm not even going to talk about stuff that i don't I, I don't know too yeah. much about, but my Mr. understanding Krabs is that yeah, it's something to do with it. Yeah, Mr. Krabs is mentioning they're playing in the biggest library in the world. I mean, you could hear a, a you could hear a cricket fart. No, but and Japan is the Japanese are very polite, though. I think it's cool. They are, but like Hong Kong, like they they dude, they showed up to his practice, mm -hmm. like, and you're not gonna play him not one second. I don't think that there's some sort of contractual obligation for Messi. I don't think so. I think that the coaching staff, they had things that they wanted to sort of work through kinks and stuff, and they overplayed people. And, you know, players are players. They want to play. They don't care if it's preseason, regular season. You think these guys don't want to play? Like, for those of you that think that this tour took bodies, like, players want to play. No, but I don't think the they want to play that injured. much. No, but I don't think they want to play that much in the preseason. I think they understand that, that other players need minutes. Like, this is a preseason for the whole squad, not just for the starters. Whoa. Like, it's understandable that a lot of people get um, minutes. Speak, speaking of which, David is mentioning in the comments, anyone going to Fort Lauderdale Airport to welcome the boys home at 11.45 p.m. They are over Texas right now. We did see some sort of a trackage. That was deal. David that sent it to me. Yeah, David, you are on the money, my friend. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, so what Shout else? To you, buddy. I thought, although Drake didn't have the cleanest game, I thought that he looked a lot more active. I felt like he was like on it. He's like, okay, I, I gotta step my shit up. I thought he looked more active. Um, 
And I guess one other thing that I noticed that maybe I want to bring up is Luis Suarez had a beautiful through ball to David Ruiz. David Ruiz with a bad first touch turned the ball over. Oh, yeah. And yeah, Luis yeah, Suarez yeah. looked pissed. And I don't know how to take this. I don't know if it's it's good that he wants to do so well or is it I'm getting Iguain vibes. I don't know which one of the two is it. Like, I, I understand that he puts his arm around David Ruiz at halftime and then starts talking to him. You put, maybe talk to him about that play in specific. But, man, he's so demonstrative on the pitch. And I remember I used to kill Iguain on this show because, for him being so demonstrative negatively. Yeah. And I feel like Luis Suarez is along the same lines as just as demonstrative when he is uh, annoyed or frustrated. I mean, if you have Iguain tendencies, that's not going to bode well for you, right? In terms of like appearance. Well, I don't want to say it's Iguain because Iguain, Iguain, ish, ish. Yeah, ish, ish. Iguain was pecho frío. He no heart. He wanted to come over here and, and play while he had a cigar in his mouth. He said. Well, and Pablo saying Pablo Golasso saying Suarez is very animated. Maybe they practiced that by supercalifragilistic. Francisco Garcia saying strikers are like that. Suarez is a competitive yeah, beast by Marasovic. Strikers uh, are like that, yeah. And that's then you true. have Mike V saying that Suarez is overweight and runs like he has his foot stuck in a bucket. <laughs> so that's a, I can that's see that. I can see that visual. That's a good visual. Um, before I keep going, I, I was supposed to do it in the beginning of the show and I keep forgetting. Uh, we are coming. We're bringing Battered Hair on in Espanol. We're going to start on Monday. Monday night, we got our first show in I Spanish. I fixed Enya, by the way. Oh, there you go. So if you haven't already, please help us out and, and go ahead and just click on the link and uh, go subscribe. We're going to go live. We have uh, Xavier from Lemon City Live and uh, Inter Miami's favorite villain, Daniel Solana, joining us uh, to do the Spanish show on Mondays. So go ahead and subscribe and uh, we'll be doing this in Spanish as well. Nothing's changing in English. We're just adding a little uh, azúcar. And and guys, if there's anything that you want to watch other than myself speak terrible Spanish and Danny also speak decently Spanish, to watch Xavier and Daniel Solana, I mean, look, those guys, they know what they're talking about and they speak Spanish often. So, like, dude, come by. Yes. Speak Spanish. Do you know, I, feel I, like, I, I feel like you just insulted my Spanish. No, your Spanish is good, but like it's not like on like like Xavier speaks like really good Spanish. Solana does like a Spanish show, mm -hmm. right? Put those two guys together, and I mean, I think it's going to be fantastic, especially with us being there. It's going to be a, uh, it's going to be amazing. Dino is asking, can Chris speak Spanish? I speak un poquito, and uh, you know, just join us and and have a blast, bro. De pinga. And, um, oh wow, yeah, he, I, I that's the one thing, and I don't want to get off subject too much. But if you watch, unfortunately, that's Chris's go-to. Like if he gets like, like flustered and doesn't know what to say, he'll just throw that out there, blang, yeah. right in the forehead. Blank, that's just his go-to. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Listen, there's, there's, look, tech guy. That's my preview. If you want the rest of it, you get the tremendo pinga on the regular show. Okay. <laughs> All right. Jesus. So, All right. Yeah. So yes, yeah, so we we will be having fun on there also, just in Spanish. So for those of you that just want more content period in your bilingual or you just been waiting for us because we had quite a few people ask us if we were ever going to do something in Spanish. We decided to wait until the brand new year to start and we're starting on Monday. All right. So there was the link. Please subscribe. I, my understanding is if that if we don't get to 50 subscribers before Monday, we can't start live. 
so the first show might not be live so just get us get us to 50 we could go live and then we'll start having fun on monday if not we just got to wait a little longer to have fun with everybody live and Joel Kerr is mentioning Colombians are the easiest to learn from. Absolutely, because they speak the best Spanish. Cubans are the worst. You're right, and I'm sorry. Uh, and Mr. Krabs, I'll do you the favor. I'll say, mi nombre es Chris. That's, that's, that's how I say my name is Chris in Spanish. Bien, and, uh, <laughs> and Stancy, look, the show is going to be good for me. I speak, to, I speak to drivers every day, people that drive trucks every day. I don't think my Spanish is going to get any better. Uh, and we, let's get back to the game. Zebraka said or asked, why do you guys think Messi didn't take a penalty? On This is what I think, and you tell me, Chris, if you think I'm onto something. Yeah, I felt like he has nothing to gain. If he misses, the crap that he already got from the Hong Kong uh, a couple of days before and yeah. then losing 6-0, like, it's been such a bad week for Inter-Miami as a whole. I felt like Messi... One, I don't think he knew. I've heard a lot of people say that they didn't know that they had a PK after. And second, he's like, man, I just want to get out of here. I just want to go home. And he's like, if I go here and I half-ass this and I miss it, go over the bar or get blocked, people are going to talk so much crap. And he just decided he made it. He made an executive decision. He made a business decision. He said, I'm just not going to go for it. So I, I, that's what I think. What do you think, Chris? I, I think that maybe he doesn't want to, like, re-aggravate an injury or he doesn't want to stretch himself too thin. Um, yeah, shout out to the Columbos out there, okay? Uh, I don't know, man. I think it would have been a lost-loss if he would have scored. It would have been like, oh, well, he went he beat Bicel Kobe. Like, he never played Hong Kong. Mm-hmm. Um, I think if he wouldn't have done it or if he would have done it and missed, it would have been a bad look for him. Yeah, it's like you said. Just mail it in. It's the last game. Let's just get this over with and and keep it moving. So right, let, let me just address this real quick. Uh, Esteban Dito said that Solana joining the battered herons in Spanish is the worst association you can make with. I disagree. I, I yeah, look. Man. I find very few things that I agree with Solana on, but I've talked to him enough to realize that he really believes all the crap that he says. So I respect that. He's not saying things just for clicks. He really is obsessed with South American soccer. So I, I, I welcome and I'm looking forward to having these discussions and probably debates with him on the show because I am 100% sure I disagree with him, I'd say 90% of the time, and now we're just going to do it on the show. So I'm actually looking forward to it. Now, if he was somebody that was just saying something just to say it, it's a different story. But, you know, he, uh, he believes the crap that he says, so I, I appreciate that. You got to at least love the passion, guys. And just for the passion, especially for us, come on. Sube, like, all that good stuff. And make sure you guys subscribe. We want to go live. Come on. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, so anything else you want to talk about in this this match? Well, uh, did you notice that the game completely changes when Messi hits the pitch? Well, I mean, because you know that everybody else is, like, understanding that you have a person that can legitimately control the ball, like, by himself. Just, like, you see how he runs, like, in these little pitter-patter steps, right? But he still has the ball, like, within distance where he can be able to play with it very smart, you know, intelligently. And he's, like, looking around, surveying the field at the same time and maintaining his, his, his handle, his dribble. And so... It does change because if you notice when he got the ball, all of a sudden you got people that are like charging 
cutting in, trying to get behind players. Like it was, yeah, it's insane. You know what I what I kind of equated to? You ever watch the movie Space Jam? Yes. You ever watch Mike's Secret Stuff when Bugs Bunny writes yeah. Mike's Secret Stuff and yeah. everybody drinks it and they just think that they all of a sudden have these magical powers just because they drank Mike's Secret Stuff? Yeah. I feel like once Messi hits the pitch, they feel like the pink on his kit all of a sudden superpowered their kits. Now they're just the Power Rangers. And I feel like that's what happens. When Messi hits the pitch, all of a sudden everybody goes from let's try to win this to, oh, we're going to win this. Because yeah. defense and offense all of a sudden starts playing better. The energy level goes up. And obviously his vision and his passing also contributes a, bill- a million times because there was this beautiful through ball to Jordi Alba that when he when he kicked the ball, I wasn't sure where he was going with it. And I don't know where Jordi Alba comes running down the line, and I was like, man, this guy is just magical. Even if we fail to win a trophy, which I still think is a disaster and a failure, at least appreciate what you're about to witness for two years. Because look at everybody in the world dying to watch Messi just play one time, and we got this guy working his magic in front of us. For those of you here that are local here in Miami, for two years, man, it's going to be such a joy. Well, and somebody mentioned in the chat, Mr. Crab says the Messi effect, right? We saw that in the Pozuelo effect in like little baby salt shakes. And then yeah. Messi gets here. You see that in the Messi effect. And then Marasovic brings up a good point. Opponents fall back and become more defensive. I mean, yeah, and that, that opens up the game as well. That opens mm-hmm. up the game for so many other players. You know, it's kind of like connoting it to basketball, Uh where you have a good ball handler that can be able to attract the defenders and open up spaces for other people around them. Same thing goes in, in, in soccer. You know, Messi is a person that can control the ball so well and garner so much attention that people don't even know what to do on defense. And that opens it up for so many possibilities for other players. Mm-hmm. So Did anything else stand out to you this game? The one thing that stood out to me was sort of the mentorship with some of the older players versus uh, what a lot of people were, I guess, kind of thinking. Um, that stood out to me. Uh, what stood out to me as well is, um, you know, how Robert Taylor, again, is not playing well with uh, Alba behind him. Yeah. That kind of sucks. Yeah. And other than that, I mean, those were really the, the only two standouts for me in this game. Because, I mean, losing the game and penalty kicks, that's garbage. Whatever. The injury yeah. to Sergio Busquets, that that can happen anywhere. But apparently it can only happen on a, on a world tour. So, like, you know, whatever. Well, I guess, do, do you want to talk about the world tour as a whole now? Let's do that. Let's talk right. about that. How magically, we, yeah, go ahead. Well, no, I, I wanted to uh, uh, first bring up this because this, uh, oh, thank you, Joe. Uh, this well, this is actually the, the jacket that they've been walking around with the whole preseason. I feel like this jacket might be cursed, actually. But it looks nice. I, I like it. This is it the is pink dope. that they should have used for the kit. Absolutely. But instead of using this pink, they used this pink. I, I don't know. Well, whatever. Um, Messi spoke to uh, reporters in Japan, right? He had a press conference. I need everybody to fire off in the chat right now what your opinions are while Danny goes over his. And this was what stood out to everybody. Messi said he's a little tired. 
And then everybody said, oh, my God, Messi's He's tired. Exhausted. What are you guys doing to Messi? You're running him out there like a circus monkey. Now, granted, I do think that hindsight being 2020, this wasn't an Inter-Miami World Tour, right? We always said it was a Messi World Tour, but, like, I didn't really realize to what extent, right? Like, nobody wants to see Inter-Miami, but see Messi. But him saying he's tired, you know what it's like? And granted, I do believe that he's tired, but there's, like, different types of tired, right? Everybody thinks that he's, like, physically tired, like he can't walk anymore. The type of tired that he is is, like, I've gone on seven-day cruises, and when six, day six is on there – after I've been chilling for the last five days, day six, I'm like, I'm kind of tired. I'm ready to go home. Yeah. Like, I'm ready for this cruise to be over. Even though, like, it's been cool. Like, I've had fun. I've relaxed. It's game. It's day six. I'm ready to go home. I'm tired. That's the kind of tired I think Messi was. He wasn't like, oh, my God, how is he going to get through the season tired? This is it exhausting. Was, it's like, oh, man, I'm, I'm fucking, I'm, I'm done with this. I want to go home already. Like, it wasn't like, oh, my God, he's going to tear My body is Achilles. packed. Yeah. Yeah. It, Come on, guys, relax, relax. Everybody's like, Yo, yeah, yeah, you see, yeah, the world tour. Uh, you clowns, uh, uh, shut up. He's tired. Yes, everybody gets tired after being away from home for two weeks. You go on a long road trip in the NBA, they literally don't leave the country, but this country's pretty big. They've been gone for a week and a half. They're like, I'm tired, I want to go home. Like, that's how it works when you leave home for two weeks. So, it's not like, yeah, but a, that oh my god, we wore him to the ground. Look at him. He's crawling everywhere because he can't lift himself up with his own strength. No, he's just ready to go home. But everybody was like just ready to jump at and just clown this world tour, which, by the way, I think wasn't positive. I do overall think that this may have been a failure. But like, man, bro, that one quote, like he said, hey, I'm a little tired. Everybody's like, you see, this is what you get with. This is what you asked for. This they, world they, threw, tour. They, threw, they threw away the season. That's it. The season's a, a, a wash. All because of this world tour, we're not making the yep. playoffs anymore because the world tour. It's like, shut up. Like, it's not that serious, man. Everybody gets tired when they're away from home for a long time. So um, I, I just thought that that was silly. Uh, that's so I just wanted to bring up the fact that, that in that press conference, all the things that they talked about, that's what stood out the most to everybody. And that's what you asked for, you clowns, right? You clowns, right? Everybody Beckham, that wanted the world Austin, tour, you clowns. Oh, my goodness. Like, this is what you asked for. He's dying. He's tired. He's exhausted. Yes, His body. Yeah, you were saying? No, I was just addressing Tank. Yes, we did. We did talk about the Busquets injury, and we showed the video also. And we, we also, also showed... we also let. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, we also let you guys know that it would have never happened in New England. It would have never happened in Atlanta. Actually, New England is probably a bad example. New England, everybody gets injured in New England. Uh... It would have, yeah, because it's New England. It used to be England. So I guess technically it's kind of overseas. <laughs> That's not right? what I meant, but okay. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, because it was overseas, yeah, Tank, that's why our guys got injured. Because that's that would have never happened here in, in, the, in the beautiful 48, right? <laughs> I'm not going to put up Luis Fernandez's comment, but that is a little funny. Yeah. All right. Uh, Look, uh, and then Solana saying that they're already talking about a next year's world tour. Uh, I don't know. I wouldn't be surprised that they have a world tour next year. And I am 100% sure that if they do have a world tour next year, they'll, have they'll, a mobile, keep, it, uh, they'll keep it to ahead. one continent. And I promise you Hong Kong is getting a game. And I promise you that there will be a mobile ambulance because our whole team is going to get carted off because of this apparent uh, – injury plagued world tours that we're having because no. it only happens 
and look, world tours. Well, I, I will tell you, I know, but I am going to side with some people that hated the world tour. So a couple things that I will side with them. One, I don't think they should do seven games again. Like I know that they were trying to get as much money as possible, but seven games, not necessary because I now realize that they're going to play Messi as much as possible. Yeah. So um, I, I wouldn't do seven games. I think that was too much. I think that they played the players way too much. Um, did you hear people saying that they should have done what Messi and Al Nazar did when they canceled their China tour? No, I didn't. I didn't read okay. up on any of that. Well, no, there were there were a lot of people saying that um, Ronaldo and Al Nazar, Al Nazar, whatever however you pronounce that, when Ronaldo got injured. They went ahead and they canceled their China tour. And Inter Miami needs to take a book out of their uh, playbook. And Messi needs to follow Ronaldo's example because Ronaldo didn't do the China people as dirty as Messi did them. And that's been a lot of the rumblings going on. What do you say to that? I mean, I, I, so Ronaldo, I guess Al Nazir commands it because of Ronaldo. But do you think that Messi would be capable, just in terms of like what people perceive him and his personality to be, to be able to be a guy and be like, I need to cancel the tour because I'm injured? Because I do legitimately think that he went through practice, like he said, mm -hmm. that he wanted to play as much as he really wanted to, mm -hmm. but then he felt wrong, he felt bad. And the training staff was like, dude, you can't play tomorrow. And he's like, but I want to play. And they're like, no, but you can't play. So I really think that he did want to play. But like canceling the tour because you have an ache. Well, uh, maybe not the tour, but they, what they're saying is that they should have canceled that, the Hong Kong that game. leg of the tour. That, yeah, yeah. That, that game. Now, this is where I think that it's different. And people, need, people just want to compare Ronaldo and Messi all the time. This is why I think it's different. One, Ronaldo got injured before uh, more than a few days before the china tour so they oh, knew that he probably wasn't going to play so they have a chance to go ahead plan this out and cancel it messi one wasn't fully injured he just didn't feel well and the day of is when they went ahead and the medical staff supposedly didn't clear him so the timing as far as cancellation is already off because inter miami is in hong kong the yeah. day of and are they going to tell everybody that's like maybe I don't know how they do it over there. I don't know if they're tailgating, if they're at the stadium hours early. So they're going to tell everybody like, hey, I know you showed up. But just so you know, I know the game starts in like three or four hours, but Messi isn't playing. At that point, everybody's there already. It's different. With Ronaldo and, and their tour, they had time. They didn't yeah. have people just showing up at the stadium and then telling them to go home. Like we yeah. told you ahead of time, like, hey, cancel your plans. We're going to reschedule. Another thing. It's a lot easier for them to reschedule a trip to China than it is for somebody that lives in the United States to reschedule a tour to China. So that's yeah. another thing. So this whole comparison of Ronaldo and Messi and Messi should have done what Ronaldo did and Inter Miami needs to take a playbook out of Al-Nazar's... Shut up. It's so stupid. It's and, not the and, same. And I don't think that Messi would actually just personality-wise be that, that guy that's going to pull that move. I don't no, think I, so. I, I really do believe, and maybe I'm being naive, but I really do believe that he wanted to give it a go. Yeah. And the medical staff told him that's probably not the best idea to do it. That's what and I another so. reason that I think that they might have done that, I have a feeling that what he wanted to do in Hong Kong 
is what he did uh, in Saudi Arabia, where he's like, I'll get on for the last five minutes. But what did Saudi Arabia do? What, what did the Al-Nazar, or not, man, I got to start pronouncing that correctly. What did they do? He only got on there for five minutes, and they gave six minutes of extra time, even yeah. though it was a 6-0 game. That's why Messi and Tata went to the referees like, yo, this is bullshit. Why, why do we have six extra minutes? Yeah. And if they, they're maybe they're thinking like, if I go out to five minutes, maybe they'll put another six or seven also, and I can't trust that. So maybe that's why they said, you know what? The medical staff saying no, and we don't know if they're going to do us like they did over there in Saudi. So maybe we just play it safe. If he's really injured, not feeling well, as much as it sucks for them, and I, and I feel bad for them, Hey, don't risk Messi's health. Like it's not worth it. I get it. I do think this point is super valid if we're talking about just in terms of the MLS. Mr. Krabs is mentioning a really good comment here. He's saying, I don't think the MLS is afraid of Inter Miami now. Sorry that I kind of just got off of the no, 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 it's fine. Topic that you're mentioning, but well, that's it, part of the world has tour. To do with the tour. So that's yeah. one thing that I think is gonna affect the perspective from the opposing teams that we're going to be playing in the regular season. Do you think that that's what, do you think that they're not going to fear them anymore? I think they still will. Dude. I mean, if, but if you know that if you have a team that can be able to press high mm -hmm. against our defense, like the Red Bulls, if you think that they're annoying the, now, wait till we play them. Wait till we uh, play them. Look, if we have a healthy full squad and we have Messi for 90 minutes, the closest Messi got to playing a full 90 was the Al-Halal game where he played like 85, yeah. right? Yeah. And how many goals did we score that game? We scored three. Yes. When he left the pitch, we retired 3-3 with the top team in Saudi Arabia. Yes. Like, and I know everybody's going to say, like, they weren't at full strength. I know. They were missing like six players. I get it. But they still had a squad on them. They still had a lot of stars playing. So... Yeah. I think that Al Hilal's, you know, I don't know, a, a what B plus team or A minus team a -minus. is equivalent to a lot of MLS teams. And, uh, and I don't think that anybody's gonna stop being scared of Inter Miami. Now, if they start performing poorly like a month or two into the season, then that's a different story. But off of this preseason, no, I don't think that anything's changed. And this I can't co-sign by mission trip in the comments. Just put a little pressure on the defense and you get a 6-0 victory. I can't co-sign that. Our guys are still in preseason shape. The moment that they get into the regular season and things start gelling, you know, it's going to be a different. It's going to be a different look, guys. It's and and be maybe, a look. and maybe people feel a little better when it's a regular season game, right? Because you like go out there with nothing to lose. Like, okay, I'm supposed to lose, but let's give it our all. You're going to get everybody's A game every week. That's for sure. Yeah. But I promise you, nobody wants to see Inter Miami in a playoff. Like win or go home, nobody wants to see Messi and friends in a in a win or go home type of game. No way. And on top of that, we got this comment by Tank. If you're waiting for Diego Gomez to get here to save the day, buddy, we got problems. You know who's gonna save the day is Ryan Taylor. I mean Robert Taylor. Uh lost in D space said our center backs are slow. Yes, they are. They are. Very slow. Yeah. That might be why why uh Noah Allen's getting so much play there. Um mm -hmm. I thought, no, and like I said, I think the World Tour, did we get a lot of money out of it? I guess. I mean, I don't know. Does anybody have the receipts? Does anybody know how much money we got? I mean, um, I guess monetarily wise, we got bigger. 
Uh, did was our name out there as a as a as a as a team? Yes, but I'm not in the greatest light. I mean, we got our asses kicked six zero, as you can see by Al Nazir, and then we also didn't show our most prized possession in Messi to a Hong Kong team. You know, we also lost a team over national uh, tournaments in FC Dallas. Okay, well. Look, I, I, we for those of you on audio, I just pulled up the, the results of the six games. Game number one, we can agree, was bad. Yes. Right? But first game, they're rusty. It's fine. I didn't care too much. Ended 0-0. Zero, zero. Yeah. I, I didn't sweat it. Second game, I thought they looked much better. They were creating yeah. a lot more chances. And the only goal they gave up was on a Jordi Alba giveaway, which led to a transition goal. It, which is like in the first five or so minutes, five first five ten minutes, and I felt like Inter Miami was the better side for the majority of that game. Yeah. Game number three against Al Halal, obviously bad start, but they came out. They started playing better in the second half. Caught they made up. a comeback, tied yeah. it three three. Messi comes off. They they win the game at the end. That's fine. The defense did not look good that game, but Toss it away. all right. Yeah. Here's where things started going bad, which is. Onazar, that 6-0 loss, looked absolutely horrendous. But Messi didn't play until the last five minutes when the game was already 6-0 and out of hand. If Messi plays, if Drake makes a, a few of those saves that he should make, and if we convert just one or two of the chances that we did have, maybe it's a different scoreline. Do we win? No, but the scoreline maybe is a little different. Hmm. Hong Kong, we know what happened there. That team wasn't Get very good. And then the Vissel Kobe, go ahead, 0-0. We lose the penalty kicks. And again, I didn't. I, I I thought that the this last game today was kind of going through the motions. They're ready to go home because they're tired, so they're ready to go home. And um, I, I didn't. I can't say I took too much away outside of the fact that Noah Allen is still playing center back, looking better. Jordi Alba and Robert Taylor don't work together, and Messi when he comes on, the team is just clicking. So overall, preseason on the pitch, not the best showing. And and Christian Gonzalez is mentioning also that he he thinks you're right all along that the midfielders look a little disconnected. Forwards are amazing, but if the backline and midfield can't get the ball to them, to them it's going to be harder for them to score. Uh-huh. I did see Gressel play a little bit better um, uh-huh. in this in this last game. I mean, do I is he a world beater? Is he the guy that we kind of like pictured coming here? Not yet. Hopefully, he does pan out. Um, I do see him and Yedlin. I think that they're going to work well together this year. I think um, that they're going to work a lot better than than people anticipate. I really do. I, I don't think that they're going to be playing in the same games. I, I don't think that they'll play next to each other. I think it's going to be one or the other. Then what the hell are we doing throwing Gressel at the right wing? What are we doing there? What who are we doing? There? Who are you going to put there? Messi's not starting, so who are you going to put there? I mean, not not Gressel. I mean, let me bring up the let me bring up that lineup again. If I was to put anybody there, I'd put like uh, I don't know uh, Sunderland. No, Sunderland can't play there. Coco Jean is still injured. Stefanelli is playing. Where? Where did he go? He went somewhere. I forgot where he went. We don't have much depth at wing. Emerson, thank God, is gone. Yeah, or maybe David Ruiz. Since you're trying to get sexy with David Ruiz. Because if you notice in the last couple of games, David Ruiz has been trying to get deep in the bag when it comes to like his offensive play. Put him up I, there. I think that there's a chance that Gressel might come off the bench. Yeah. Either for Yedlin or maybe for Messi. 
if Messi ever comes off the pitch, which I don't, Messi rarely comes off. But if Messi were to come off, maybe he comes in. But I, I think that that's Messi's spot. And when Messi doesn't play, maybe Gressel plays up there. But um, I, I think that you're not going to see much of Gressel and Yedlin playing at the same time. I, I don't see it. I, uh, Tank, sometimes I got to give it to you. You come through with good comments and your name is Bruno, like my middle name. So we're good with that. But I mean, sometimes your comments are a little crazy. Today, you've been kind of wild. Today, you've been kind of wild getting Yedlin off the team. Look, I'm not I there yet. I will not take the Gressel yet. slander. He was pivotal in Atlanta. Yes, he was. Yeah, that, that's true. Um, but he was not playing right wing. He was yes. playing right wing back, right? Yes. Uh, I just, I don't know. Uh, and Mr. Krabs, we didn't keep uh, Rodolfo Bizarro because he was taking up a DP spot and making boatloads of money. And, go, and not playing uh, like a DP. And not playing like a DP and going in circles. So yeah, had the, another one bites the dust there. I mean, look, I thought that the tour was, was well for money. I thought it was eh, for notoriety. Uh, injuries happen, but not Sailor in America. Looks good too. You know what, Brian Saylor? Like I always, always crapped on McVeigh. Yeah, I always told sure. you I haven't seen enough of Ryan Saylor. Ryan Saylor hasn't looked that bad. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if he starts getting uh, some playing time over Kristoff. And look at this, Bryce Duke. They're mentioning Bryce Duke. Bryce Duke's gonna be a little mini messy out there, huh? No, uh, I'm gonna miss him. Ugh. Joseph's going to be doing bicycle kicks from the top stands. Joseph must be so unhappy right now. Joseph yeah. went from he went from one playing with Messi, two living in this weather, and three living in Doral, which is the Venezuelan capital of the United States. Yes. To moving to Canada with that weather and that bad team. Like it couldn't have gone any worse for him. I, I was hoping he would somehow end up back in Atlanta or something because I didn't dislike uh, Joseph. I was one of the ones that kept defending him last year. So uh, I, th I think it sucks that he ended up over there. What do you guys think are the chances? Give me like a percentage that Joseph Martinez is going to find a quality arepa in <laughs> Montreal. <laughs> There's sure. got to be a Venezuelan, uh, like a truck stand out there, right? And... Joker is asking if we're going to go to the Newell's game, if I'm going to be vlogging. I don't think we're going to be going out there, and I don't believe I will be vlogging. No. I, um, I am not going to that game because they charged us for it. And I don't know who Inter Miami thinks they are charging us for preseason games when they doubled our season ticket prices. But if that's the game they want to play... I won't be going. I hope a lot of, and I'm, I'm saying it straight out. I hope it's an empty stadium. I know it won't be. By the way, I found my tickets. Chris, did you know my tickets are on sale? The ones that I was never Ooh. offered? Yeah. Somebody nice. got them. Some, yeah. They're going for $300 a piece. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah, yeah, I know. I didn't get That's a uh, fair price. Tickets. Yeah, I didn't get an opportunity to get my tickets. So $300, yeah, that sounds interesting. Yeah, I, you know, I'm definitely not going. You know what percentage chance you have of going is exactly the percent chance of finding an arepa in, Venice, in, uh, in Montreal. Zero. According to everyone, nobody's. I mean, a lot of people here are not are saying they're not going. Tommy Moose is mentioning he's glad you got the jacket. Yes, uh, Tommy. One time hit hit me up. He let me know that on the Adidas, if you use the code exclusive, you get twenty five percent off. Um, it actually didn't work for this jacket, 
But nonetheless, I still did get a discount uh, another way. But um, but yes, thank you, Tommy, one time. Uh, I did get the jacket. And these jackets look good for every team. Like, I don't know what they did with the colors, but it really pops. And all the teams, Nashville, everybody, these jackets look really nice. I definitely recommend it. It's comfy. It's nice. You want to go out there and sit with La Familia, Danny? Take no, a gonna beer protest. shower? I don't mind. I've, I, we've, we've sat with La Familia in the past. I don't mind it'll, sitting it'll will. Yeah. I, I don't mind sitting out there, but I, I really want that stadium to be empty. And maybe that makes me a bad fan, but I think it's bullshit. And I am that guy that's hypocritical, right? Because I wish everybody would not show up. Once the regular season starts, my dumb ass is going to be there. Technically, I already paid for my season tickets, so yeah. I'm going to be there. Yeah. But the, this whole charging me for preseason game and then charging me for the Champions Cup, and obviously, you're going to charge me for the Champions Cup, but allow me a chance to buy my own ticket. How much do you think parking is going to be? Allow me to buy my own ticket. You said it was, what's it called? Um, first right of refusal? Give me first right of refusal for my seats. If somebody's going to pay that money, let it be me. Don't make me go and find it on StubHub for three times the price of what I would probably pay for it. So that is why I don't go to any of those stupid games because they are ripping us off. And that's bad by them because they told us that we're going to get first right of refusal and they failed to do that twice now. And the season hasn't even started yet. Cooked. And by the way, they jipped me for parking last year because they said that I could get parking and they never told me about it. Then I hit them up and they said, oh, my bad. It's sold out already. Well, fuck you. I didn't get my parking then. And then this year I hear Joe and Mike and everybody's like, oh, I renewed my parking already. I hit up my sales rep and they're like, oh, it's not available yet. Well, you know what? Fuck you too, sales rep. Fuck you too. You guys are criminals. Yeah, they're, they're really doing us dirty. Parking is 50 bucks. One world, one goal for the preseason game. There's no way. There's no way. I don't doubt it. You're lying. I don't doubt it. (laughs) And Joker's mentioning 60 bucks green, 45 yellow, $30 Dunkin' Donuts. (laughs) No. I don't don't know. So uh, it's, it's frustrating. Look at that. They're begging for more rants here, Danny. AMH is just begging for it. Like free parking by the purple lot. Just walk. Take an Uber. I've been I've been considering Lewis the, the whole Uber deal, just parking like at El Freco y Mas or whatever the hell's down the street. Um, you know, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> uh, uh they somebody asked, Do you guys think what happened in Hong Kong had to do with the low attendance in Tokyo? I guess they're asking if the low attendance in Tokyo had anything to do with what happened in Hong Kong. Uh, I'm not gonna lie to you, I didn't realize that there was low attendance today in the Tokyo game. It it did look it did look a little light. Um, okay. I was in a way. I also saw people with masks, so I don't know if there was like a little COVID situation going on there. But oh, then I didn't oh, want to, I didn't want to jump the gun. So like, don't wait, hold on, don't don't take that because I'm not sure. You know what? I've noticed that people in Asia have been wearing masks for like the last twenty years. Like it's something that I remember I used to think was really weird that they would always wear masks, and then the pandemic hit, and then I was like, man, I remember I always used to wonder what it would be like to be in Asia with everybody wearing masks and then it happened over here with the pandemic um so i think that, that that's just something that they've done for a while listen yeah. i was in i was in i was in new york in january of 2020 and i saw a lot of people with masks 
and, and yeah, but, but COVID was already becoming a thing by then. It started like the, two months before. It that. was like floating around, but like I yeah. mean, at that point, I'm like COVID, ah, whatever. And yeah. then all of a sudden, you know, boom, bam, Uncle Sam, we got the whole uh, COVID thing going on. So uh, it is what it is, I guess. Yeah. You know what? I really thought that this was going to be a short episode, and somehow we're still on here an hour. So yeah. um, I'm surprised, but we appreciate everybody hanging out with us until then. Um, anything else on the world tour that you want to bring up? Uh, no, nah, man, that's it. I mean, other than those, those things, we have the good, the bad, the ugly, and it's almost over. Uh, technically, the world tour is not over because we play uh, an Argentine team as our next game no so like technically we could still get a lot of players injured on this world tour so no the world tour is over uh brand growth uh i think i might have put it to brand then we never talked about it the brand growth do you think that there was any brand growth during this uh... i'll tell you i thought that there was brand growth not me i thought that there was brand growth i'll tell you when i thought that it stopped the moment that we got our asses kicked by Al Nazir. If anything, that gave us more recognition because everybody was talking about us in a bad way. Yeah, but that's the thing. It's like then they're gonna go buy Al Nazir jerseys and stuff. And then it oh, just took it. And then it took a tank for Hong Kong. It's like, so you're gonna buy a messy jersey for a guy that didn't want to go and support to you know play in front of Hong Kong. I don't know. I I think any publicity is good publicity. But at the end of the day, Not it in this sucks. Case. Yeah, in this case, it sucks to take a 6-0-L and then not show your best player against uh, against Hong Kong who watched you practice and throw a fart in the middle of the field. Darklo, we, uh, we gave our, our conspiracy theories as to why Messi didn't kick his fifth penalty kick uh, maybe like yeah. 20, minutes, 20, 30 minutes ago if you want to go back and check it out after. Um, I, think, I don't think there was any brand growth here. I think that this was as negative as it could have been. I felt like we gave too much to the Saudis. I felt like we played the guys way too many minutes. And with what happened in Hong Kong and getting our ass kicked by Al-Nazir, I really don't see many positives here, if any. Can you name me a positive outside of maybe making money, even though Hong Kong's trying to get some of it back? Can you name me any positives outside of the financial gain? I mean, they uh, sold it. We all knew that it was a money grab, right? Which yeah. makes sense, right? You try to make money. It's a business. But we all knew that they were going after the money, but they sold it as we're global now. But in the eyes of everybody, do you feel like this was a positive? I don't. Do you feel like it was a positive? No, I don't think it was a positive. I don't think it was a positive. But I don't think it was a po- I, I think it was a negative for more reasons that people ex- anticipate other than just the whole, you know, because everybody's going to say injuries. Everybody's going to say it's a negative because of injuries. But we could have played against FIU, Tamiami Papos, Hialeah Javier's. Like, it was still, still would have gotten injured. So, I don't, I don't know. Well, a pro gamer here says that we lost to, to Vessel Kobe, which is one of the worst teams in the league. My understanding is that they won the, the league last year. So maybe Pro Gamer knows something that I don't, but that was my understanding. And Marasovic put up a good point that I that I that I also thought. Uh, team building. Team building. And I know it may sound corny or you may think it's not a big deal, but I've look, I, I am a sports junkie. 
So I yeah. listened to sports talk day and night for the last 20 plus years. And I've heard time and time again, pro athletes say that the, the best bonding and team building is during long road trips. That's where yeah, you build absolutely. friendships and chemistry and all that other stuff. And they were gone together for the last, what, two, what, two, three weeks? Yeah. 100% that that must have been a positive. And, you, and look, and we talked about it earlier. The fact that they were laughing when Robert Taylor missed those two penalty kicks, uh-huh. I think that that's a positive. So thank you, Barasovic. I wouldn't have said that, but that, that's true. And I'll, I'll give you that. That probably was a positive. This is also a positive. The new kids got a cool experience. They also got to get on the pitch. I mean, Sunderland got more time now than I'd I'd seen him get before. But I also think that's a negative because this preseason should an opportunity for them to play every single game, half the game. Yeah. They should have been playing way more. Mm -hmm. There's no reason as to why we play seven preseason games and the young kids haven't combined played more than 90 minutes maybe. Like Sutherland, has he played full 90 minutes yet in the whole preseason if you add it all up? I don't think so. No, 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 he hasn't. Like, so that was a huge fail, I think. That was a huge misstep. You have that many games, you should be giving these young kids plenty of playing time. The vets already, like, they probably don't need much to get ready for the season. The young kids are the ones that would benefit from these huge stadiums playing against these uh, upper-tier players from other leagues. Like, that's where they messed up. Uh, Hall barely played. Uh, Sutherland barely played. Like they, they, they dropped the ball. Boltwright barely played. I really right, do think. Played. I, I really do think that was a huge misstep. And I get that you want to play Messi a lot, but man, these kids should have gotten way more playing time. And where the hell is Freire? So we signed this kid, and he, he they just mentioned the World Tour, and he gets injured. So did we lose <laughs> him to the World Tour too? Yeah, I think so. I think so. I think that's another casualty. So go ahead and and let's apologize to everybody that was warning us about this world tour. Break breaking news. Mm-hmm. We lost new signing Freire to the, to world, the tour. world tour. 100 percent Breaking news. Yeah. That's not allegedly. Mm-hmm. That is official. Uh-huh. Official tissue. Mm-hmm. Sign it, seal it, deliver it. All right. Uh so just two quick things before we head out of here. Uh f- Again, I, I know I brought it up earlier, but just in case anybody just joined recently, we are starting the Battered Herons in Espanol. So if you haven't already, I just put the link in the chat. Please click on there and subscribe. We want to go live. If we can't, we'll just record it and we'll just put it out the day after. Uh, yes, I'm going to get to that right now, David. Um, We'll put it out the day after. If we can't go live, we need 50 subscribers to go live. So go ahead, hit that link, help us out, get to 50 subscribers. And on Monday, hopefully we go live. If not, we'll just record late Monday night and put it out on Tuesday. So that is one thing. And then the last thing that I wanted to cover, and the Discord that David just brought up and we've been talking about now for a week or two. I've been looking into Discord, and I'm going to explain to you why I haven't opened it yet. Discord, there's there's an issue. And you know when I I really started noticing it? I mean, I've noticed it in the past. But today, when you were watching the live feed, I don't know if it happened to you, but for some reason, the chat kept popping up. Yes. And that chat was just full of Ronaldo fans and people just being annoying. And that's one thing that I'm fearful of when starting a Discord. Yeah. Because there's people that just want to be a pain in the butt. So what I've done over the last week is try to figure out how to avoid that. 
And a lot of people just keep suggesting is that if you charge to have people included in the chat, you'll minimize people that want to troll because yeah. one, they're not going to want to pay just to troll. And two, you kick them out and then you keep it limited. But I and, really don't want to charge people for that. And you need a, a shit ton of bouncers. And you need like bouncers. David, you need bouncers. David's mentioned you need mods to ban, a.k.a. you need bouncers to, to watch the gate. But that, then Everybody, that gets complicated also because then people want to put then people want to uh, you gotta let them yeah, right. But then some people want to banter back and forth, and some mod might be like quick with the fingers, like now nah, you're banned, blackata. So like yeah. it's kind of confusing. So uh, I'm, I'm I'm trying to uh, to figure it out. Um, but that that that's one thing a lot of people suggested, and I don't know. Uh, I, I I will see, we'll see. I, I don't want to charge. I want it to be free. Maybe. You think one dollar is enough to get people to not want to troll? Now, people will still troll for a dollar. People will still troll for a buck, bro. If I save, uh, what is it? You yeah. know, a couple pennies here and there. I'll get to a dollar, and then I get on there and troll your ass. Yeah. See, so that, that, that's the, that's the one negative I think to discords is that people just want to go and just be a pain in the ass, and I just want people to talk about the team, you know. But but like I said, we'll, we'll figure it out by next week because next week I want to start it before the. The first preseason, uh, the last preseason game. So, and listen, uh, and, why are Americans and, and, so weird? I don't know. That's a great question. You know why Americans are so weird? Is because we're so diverse. We have a little bit of everybody here. Unfortunately, yeah. that no, not unfortunately. I'm I'm one of those from out of. I'm just, but I'm just saying. I don't know why we're weird. It's unfortunate that we're weird. Is what I meant. And and Pablo Golasso is asking for some super chats. I uh, I don't know how that works exactly. We'll look into that kind of stuff. And uh, and everybody wants to be mods, which is cool. And look, we appreciate everybody wanting to get involved, man, because that's what this is all, you know, for. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nice one, Joe. Uh, and and then Mike V is mentioning he wants to be a mod, but he's just gonna ban everybody except himself. So yeah, look, the the Discord thing, and I know we're, we got completely off topic, and I apologize for anybody that's here for Soccer Talk. We're, we're, we're wrapping it up very soon, I promise, but the Discord is something that we want to talk about the chat with. We want to talk with people in the chat because we hope that everybody or most of you want to join, uh, but I, I want to do it so that it's fun and we could talk about it, and it's okay to banter, right? I disagree with a lot of people, um, but I don't, I don't want it to be a mess either. I want it to be fun and not to have to be like, oh man, I got to ban this person, got to ban that person. And I know everybody everybody that seems to talk to offers themselves to be mods, but then at some point you can't have everybody be a mod either. So I don't know. We'll figure it out by next week. And um, I don't know. But uh, yeah, I, I thought maybe a dollar, but then I was like, no, people will still pay a dollar in troll. So, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. All right. Um, anything else? No, man. Nothing else. Uh, today's show was a lot more funner than anticipated. A lot longer uh, than anticipated. I thought it was going to go like 30, 40 minutes. <laughs> but I'm steering it. But I'm steering it. Yes. <laughs> guys, and, and thank you guys so much for hanging out, guys. One thing I do know is that you guys are amazing. Thank you guys so much for hanging out in the chat and, and really kicking it with us. It really is much appreciated, really. Yeah, yeah, we really do appreciate it. Uh, that's 120 plus in here, and we really appreciate that you guys stuck with us, even after we just got off on a tangent about Discord and stuff. Um, and you know, like I said, we'll be back tomorrow, tomorrow night. 
Uh, I can't tell you what time for sure yet. It's either 7, 8, 9, or 10. We're trying to get a guest on. So we'll let you guys know tomorrow morning at what time we'll be on. But we will be on tomorrow at some point. And um, uh, again, if you're listening on audio, thank you for listening all the way to the end. We appreciate you sticking with us for the last hour and 12 minutes. Please leave us a five-star comment review. We really appreciate you sticking with us. And if you're watching on YouTube, thank you for watching all the way to the end. Please like, subscribe, share, tell your friends. And as always, for everybody in the chat, you guys are the absolute best. You guys are the reason we enjoy doing this the most. So um, thank you for kicking in with us and participating. And um, tomorrow night, we'll see you guys again. So until the next one, have a good one. This is a hot take right here.